Good afternoon, and thank you for joining us. I'm Rick Ripma, your hardworking mortgage guy. And I'm Ian Arnold, Advisors Mortgage Group. And we appreciate you joining us again. To get a hold of us, just go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. And from there, you can contact us. You can get all our contact information there, or you can just fill out the information on the website, and we will get back with you. Advisors Mortgage Group is proud to present Indies Real Estate Gurus, hosted by Rick Ritma, the hardworking mortgage guy. Please contact Rick for all of your mortgage needs at hardworkingmortgageguy.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguy.com. Now here's the hardworking mortgage guy, Rick Ritma. going to go over the numbers what's kind of what's happened uh you know recently there's a lot of a lot of really interesting uh information core logic which is uh one of the companies i don't really like them so much everybody says they're so great but man they've been so off but they've just released their home price index report which is showing that the homes rose by and this is nationwide 6.6 percent in june that's an 18.3 percent on the year year-over-year basis, um, which was a decline from 20.2 in May. But, I mean, let's face it, that's still a huge number. Yeah. Huge number. Uh, the 0.6 rise in June was uh, when the rates reached their peak. Also, rates were as high as they've got, got in June. They've come down since then. Uh, and, and so that's a, that's, a pretty, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And that's also an annualized uh, com- uh, return compound uh, increase uh, would be around 7.5% year over year. Still a pretty good increase in the values uh, of, of homes. CoreLogic uh, forecasts that home prices will appreciate 0.6 in July and, and 4.3 in the year going forward, which is a pr- what's pretty in line with what we believe it's a little lower than what we think it's going to come in. I think Ian and I think we're going to be somewhere in the nine to eleven percent. Um, and CoreLogic has been historically that I've seen has been way way off. They're they're not very accurate on a lot of these forecasts recently. Anyway, remember that four percent appreciation can still be a very meaningful for wealth creation. If you bought a home, we talked about this a week or two ago. If you bought a home for four hundred thousand dollars, you put ten percent percent down. That means you would be you would gain sixteen thousand in appreciation. Ten percent down would be forty thousand, and so that sixteen thousand would be a forty percent return on your down payment on your investment into the property. That's a pretty significant increase for what you put into it. Uh, there's also been a lot of talk about the increase in foreclosures. I'm sure everybody's heard it on the news, uh, especially when you consider the first half of 2022 versus the first half of 2021, we saw a 150% increase in foreclosures in that time. And that, man, the media's really picked up on that, haven't they? And- yeah, but it's the same thing we talked about last week. It's just that bottleneck where you couldn't foreclose the year prior. So everything got pushed back and then you had to go through all the paperwork and you can't just foreclose on somebody in 15, 30 days. It takes months. So you got to send all their paperwork and to get all that stuff legal and everything. Right. But still these in, these foreclosures, uh, the numbers are kind of, it, when you actually look at them, it's kind of so misleading the way the media is doing it. So in 2021... The first six months, we had 65,000, just over 65,000 uh, foreclosures uh, for the first half of the year. 
In 2022, we had 164, so that's a, that 150% increase. But guess what? In 2020, we had 165. We're right on line with 2020. If you look back, you look at 2010, it was 10 times that. So 12 years ago, we had 1,654,000. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, that one, that it was that many foreclosures. I mean, I know we were going through the recession of 08 and stuff, but goodness, that's still quite a few to foreclosures. It is. And what does it say? It says our market's still very, very hot. It's still a good market. Don't listen to the media when they talk about their foreclosures. That really is not an issue. You know, along with that, and part of the reason that we're not seeing it, we talked about the appreciation. That's part of the reason we're not seeing it, because we weren't having the appreciation back then. Uh, existing home inventory is up 22% from the lowest levels in February. So home inventory is going to be a, is a big part of this. Uh, even up 22%, we're still way off of what we've had. Uh, many in the media are claiming that there, there's a, been a rise in the inventory will lead to a housing crash, right? They're saying, oh, they're going to have a housing crash. Look at the, the inventory came up. If you look at his, history, history shows us what, Ian, that it happens every year. Yes. I mean, it's a time of year. Yep. And I mean, why? Because it's we got summer. I mean, you got well, one couple of things is one, you got schools. Parents don't want to move their kids during during uh, during their school year. They'd rather move them during the summer. The other thing is, uh, especially for northern states, who wants to move in the dead of winter? Not yet. <laughs> Not me. I don't know. I, who wants to move in the dead of summer in Florida, though? You know, <laughs> that, that might be somewhat true. <laughs> well, our guest. Ray Sumire, he, he moved in the dead of summer, so I guess some people are crazy enough to do it. You know, the, uh, the other part of that is our existing home sales. You've got to remember that with the existing homes, that the numbers they're quoting, about, about half of them are, are sold. They're saying they're, they're, they're sold, they just haven't closed yet. So they aren't really available. So the numbers aren't, as, aren't what they seem when they're talking about that. So these levels are not bad. These levels are actually, I think, healthy for our market. We needed some additional uh, inventory. And from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing more and more buyers come in. And uh, people I've had, in fact, the last two, I had pre-approvals with them for, I'll bet you, 8 to 12 months, maybe even longer now. I think one of them was more than 12 months. And they finally got a house because they finally got their offers accepted because there's more houses on the market to, to buy. So there's less, a few less offers going out. So it's, it's a little easier if you're a home buyer. It's a little easier right now to get a home. Uh, so that, that makes, that really helps. Um, you know, if you want to know kind of what's going on in your market, just go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Look us up, send us an email. Ian and I will get back to you and talk about, you know, what's going on with the market. Beyond that, uh, today we really want to talk to uh, well we don't want to talk he's here ray sumire <laughs> and you know i've known ray i know it's over two decades but i don't know how many i don't know how much over two decades but i know it's somewhere in the 20 something years like 22 23 years yeah it's been a long long time whoa, 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 whoa. you talked to rick for over 20 something years and you still talk to him he's a great guy and he's a great hard <laughs> hard working mortgage guy yeah see he knows. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, the, the thing about Ray is, you know, when I, when I met you, you were, you were heading up a mortgage or a, a title company. And, I mean, you still do that. But how long have you actually been in the title business? About 32 years. Okay. I'm telling you, he's a guru. 
this guy, he's our go-to. If I have a, if I have a purchase, if we don't pick the title company, it goes to another title company, and there's an issue, I always call Ray, and Ray tells me what's going on or how to fix it. He, he knows. I mean, he's, he knows all of this. And I really thought, why not have Ray on and talk specifically about – there's a, several things I want to, but I, we don't have time on every show to talk about all of it. So I want to really talk about the closing – I think a lot of people are a little leery of the closing. I mean, yes, because all, I mean, even in our field, you got to think about it. All we do is, hey, once you get to closing, you sign and you're done. Okay, well, that's that's a big step. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody, we just go, oh, you sign and everything is done. Well, there's a lot more to it than just one little signature. Right. And it's more than the, clo- you, have, you have the ramp up to the closing. There's things that the customer has to do, the the borrower has to do. Then you have the closing, then you have after the closing. And I really, I want to focus it. It's obviously for everybody, but I want to make sure we get to the focus of, you know, more of, not more of, but at least first time home buyer so that they really understand. In other words, getting a little more detail than we might for somebody who's closed on 25 homes. You know, somebody's closed a lot, but even then it changes. Every, every closing is different and how it's handled is different. So right. I mean, how we did closings 10 years ago is totally different than how we do closings today. Right. And it wasn't that long that we, I mean, two years ago, we were closing in our cars. Correct. And we still have some of those from day, from time to time. There, so. there, yeah. We have, a, we have a lady that's closing on Friday that has COVID. And, and it's like, you know, they'll just have to make arrangements for yeah. the closing, but they yeah. will. Yeah. You can either do a power attorney or, like you said, close in a car. Right. Yeah, it's so hard because all of a sudden you you have COVID. You know, yeah. it's man, it, it just makes it, it it really tough. So, Ray, what what is the first step a home buyer should take as it relates to you know title on a home? It's ultimately the the buyer's choice or the borrower's choice to get title insurance from a replicable company that they choose and that they know that they can trust them to do a good job when it comes to doing the search, doing all the prep work to get the commitment together and issuing that final title policy. Yeah. And you're, and you're, let's, let's make sure that you're with near North title. So if, if we have a, um, a customer out there looking maybe they're for sale by owner, they need a title company, or maybe there's some real estate agents that are looking for a really high quality title company. How would they get a hold of you? Best way to get me is on my cell phone, which is area code 317-710-1312. Or my email is raise at nntg.com. Raise with an yeah, S? Correct. All right. Raise at? NNTG.com for Near, Near North, North Title, Title Group. NNTG.com, Near North Title Group. So it doesn't take me long to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's talk about, um, so who, my next question, who does, a title, who, who does a title company protect and how do they protect them? Well, there's two different types of policies when it comes to title insurance. There is an owner's policy and then there's a lender's policy. When you're doing a purchase, you have an option to purchase owner's policy, and that protects the the buyer of the new home up to the purchase price of the home if something would happen in the defect of the title. And the lender protects um, the lender's policy protects the lender or the mortgage company for the loan amount on on that particular property. And and what exact so so by protecting you go back and you do some searches on the property. Yeah, we do a thorough inspection of the property um, on the history of the property. So we go to the recorder's office, we go to the auditor's office, we go to the treasurer's office, and we do a thorough search 
to find out all information on a purchase that's anywhere from 30 to 50 years in the past on that particular property. We're looking for liens, we're looking for mortgages, we're looking for judgments, we're looking for delinquent taxes. And we come back and put all the information together into a title commitment form, which is a three different schedules that talks about all the information on that property. Okay, and if something, let's say four years down the road, something, I, I don't know how often, it probably doesn't happen very often because you guys do so much searches, but if something came up, you're protecting them from that coming up. They would not have to pay for it if it was missed on the search. Right, and that's what the title insurance um, product is. It's a one-time cost you pay at closing, and if it's an owner's policy, if the owner is suffers a loss, they, and that owner will protect it, or if the lender's um, not in the, the lien position that they think they should be, it would protect the lender at that time. Okay, perfect. Well, you know, after the break, we're going to talk more with Ray about, you know, really what how, what you need to bring to closing, how you, you know, and, and what happens after closing. Advisors Mortgage Group is licensed by Indiana Department of Financial Institutions. Equal housing opportunity, NMLS 33041. Rick Ritmos, NMLS 664-589. Hi, I'm Rick Ritma with the Hardworking Mortgage Guys and Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe delivering the best mortgage for you is why we exist, and it's how we all succeed. We believe honesty, kindness, and hard work are how we honor each client. At Hardworking Mortgage Guys, we believe in custom-tailored loans, not the one-size-fits-all approach. We believe in always presenting you with all your options so you get the loan you want the way you want it. We believe in continually monitoring the rules, rates, and market trends so you don't have to. We believe in working hard to meet your closing date so that your entire plan isn't upended. We believe in offering the same quick online process that the box store mortgage companies brag about. Whether you're refinancing or buying your first home. We believe there is a best mortgage for you and we believe we are the team to deliver it. Find us online at hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Brought to you by Advisors Mortgage Group, where we believe the more you know about financing a home, the less stressful buying and refinancing will be. Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining us. This is uh, Indy's Real Estate Gurus. I'm Rick Ripma, your hardworking mortgage guy. And I'm Ian Arnold with Advisors Mortgage Group. And we thank you again for joining us. If you need to get a hold of us, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. From there, you can have all our contact information. And if you want to fill out the information there and send us a, a question or you, uh, you know, want to look at doing a mortgage, just let us know, and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Also, if you did miss our first 15 minutes talking with Ray Schumeyer, uh, definitely check out our podcast at Indies Real Estate Gurus. Again, that's Indies Real Estate Gurus. Or listen to any of our last podcasts. You can listen to anything you want and even select what uh, what chapters you want to listen to. Yeah, and it wasn't just Ray. I talked about the numbers. Well, we want I mean, to listen to Ray. We don't want to listen to you. Okay, well... <laughs> All right, so it's time for Question of the Week. Now it's time for Questions with the Gurus. The Question of the Week is brought to you by Renovation Loans. If you're looking at getting a home and it just needs a little bit of work, uh, guess what? We have the loan for you. It's our renovation loan. And Rick and I do these quite a bit. We can easily get you taken care of. And you can have the new kitchen or new bathroom or even new bedrooms or whatever you want uh, installed in your house without having to worry about that coming out of your pocket later. Yep. And that part of our company is called Fix-It Mortgage. Yes. So it is part of us. Yep. 
And we actually have some some people who are just very specialized in that industry, they are in that part of, of lending. It's a difficult part of lending. Uh, those programs are a little bit more difficult. But those those guys have, last I checked, it was 130, 140 years experience between them all. So not very much. Not very much. And the guy running it is the most knowledgeable person I've ever met on that product. He's actually helped Freddie and Fannie set up their programs. So he really knows it. Or maybe it's FHA. One of them, he's help, helped set up their program. He's in their, um, their consulting group that helped do that because, it's, uh, because he had done it for so long they used, they used him. All right. So last week's question was, what has uh, has a bank but no money? The answer, a blood bank. They don't have money. <laughs> All right. So the new question for this week is, I give milk and I have a horn, but I am not a cow. What am I? I guarantee you, people 50 plus will get this answer. Yes. Well, you know. Here's, I younger generation, no chance. Here's the thing, Ray. You can tell he has kids, right? Yes. <laughs> By the questions he writes. <laughs> yeah. You can tell he has kids because these are definitely great. They're great questions because they make you think about it. And, and I don't know. I, 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 these things always, I don't think that way. So I have trouble, make, you know, answering them. But I'm sure I just Google it. <laughs> Google solves everything. Yeah, That's Google right. solves it all. Well, let's get back with the questions for Ray Sumire again. Ray is with Near North Title Group, and your title is Senior Vice President of Residential Services. Yes, I knew it was a long one. Yeah, and and you've been doing this for. 30, 30 some years, 30 some years. Yep. So, you know, title in and out. We talked a little bit about, you know, what title is, what is it that somebody and, and, and how to get related. So let's say you have a, you have a, um, a first, not a first, let's say you have somebody who's selling their home and that, but they're selling it for sale by owner. So they need a title company. When should they contact the title company? And, and then what kind of things are you going to do for them? Um, we can help them put the parties together. Um, once they get the contract all written up, they can send the contract of the purchase agreement to us and we will start working on that research and working on the search and the commitment for the property. And then um, if they're working with the lender, contact the lender to get their information to coordinate and collaborate with them on all the information that they may need as well. And I think you all, I know that you may not be a normal thing that you do and I may be wrong, but I think if somebody, if they're doing that, they need some place to put the earnest money. Yeah, we'll hold, we'll hold the earnest money um, for the for the buyer and the seller, um, whether it's a for sale by owner or a agent deal as well. We'll be happy to hold that uh, um, earnest money and put that into our escrow account. It's, it's safe, it's protected, and we'll have parties sign an escrow agreement showing what that earnest money is for. Yeah, I, I think that's critical to do if you're for sale by owner. Yes, um, if you're the especially if you're the the buyer. You want to make sure that you you're the title company, somebody other than the seller is holding your money. Exactly. Yep. You know, so I think that's that's a critical piece. So now they've gotten to closing. You've gotten all. Actually, before they get to the closing, are there many questions that the title company normally has for a the customer, the buyer, or the or the seller? We'll need to have some communication with the seller beforehand because we want to make sure we get all the information from the seller on their existing mortgages. And if they don't exist mortgages, we find out they don't have mortgages. If there's a homeowners association on the property, we'll want to get that information from the seller who the, the uh, management company is so we can 
coordinate with them to get all the payoff information or all the lien information and HOA information to make sure that that's transferred successfully. Um, if there's any other miscellaneous information on the property that we need to know, uh, we'll get that from the seller or buyer at the time before okay. closing. Yeah. So they don't have to, it's not, you, you, you generate all the conversation. The customer really doesn't have to generate anything towards the title company once they've got it all set up. No, especially on a for sale by owner. The first thing we ask for is everyone's contact information. So we'll ask for, I mean, typically it's normally the buyer or the seller that sends us the contract and we'll ask for the other person's contact information right away so we can start reaching out to them. And also if the buyer is getting a mortgage, we'll ask for that mortgage information so we can reach out to them as well. Okay. Just a little off this and then we'll get back to the the purchase. What about a refinance? I know, you know, the lender picks the title company. They don't have to. No, they don't have to. I mean, sometimes when a borrower meets with their mortgage company, they'll let them know, hey, I closed my last one with near north title group i'd like to go back through them again right or another title company yes right so. yeah so they can they can pick it generally they just go with it with whoever the lender like for us generally it, yes yeah. yeah so most of the time that's what happens who's so, your title company right near north title group ray awesome. sumeyer been <laughs> for, 20, for rick today that's right <laughs> been 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 that way for 20 something years um so that the, they do that that's how they that's how they pick it um or that's how that's done. So on a, on a refinance, there's not much that the customer has to do. They just show up to closing, correct? Typically, we don't meet the refinance borrower until time of closing unless yep. there are some issues with the title. Now, if there's issues where there's judgments or past mortgages, we will sometimes have contacts with those buyers before then or borrowers before then. Okay. So this at closing, this is pretty much for even for a refinance or a purchase, but at closing, what happens? What, is the, what does the borrower need what does the seller need? You know, what do they have to have at closing and what happens at closing? What are they doing there? The most important thing anytime for a closing is we need some type of government issued photo ID because we've got to be able to confirm that the person that's coming before us is the person who they say they are. And the only way to do that is through that government issued ID. That could be a driver's license. That could be a ID card. That could be a passport, but something that's government issued so we can verify when we look at your ID and look at you signing, you are one of the same person. Okay. So what you said is a photo ID, photo, government issued ID. Correct. Right. Okay. That's what that's what I, I've seen. And that's another that's a, another thing. So if you're going to buy a home or if you're going to refinance a home, make sure your driver's license or whatever ID you're gonna use <laughs> Has not expired. Exactly. Yeah, because uh, nine out of ten times, if we have an expired driver's license, we cannot use that. That person will actually have to go to the, the BMV and get that license renewed before we can accept it. Yeah. There are some exceptions on that, but for the most part, that's the general rule. Yeah. And a lot of times, like I have a I have a passport in a in a driver's license. So if my driver's license happened to be expired, I could bring my passport or vice versa. That is correct. But if you don't have that, or if you you know you're moving, and maybe you're moving from another area and you you drove four hours for your closing and you didn't have you don't have an id that's a problem we have we have to make some phone calls to see if we can get some waivers and take care of um you also want to make sure when you're checking with your lender some lenders require a second piece of id whether it's a social security card um insurance card something like that but um some so you want to make sure your lender does not require that second piece um it's not as common as it used to be but some lenders still require two pieces of id okay yep so 
if you do, then just have to make sure you know what you're getting. Anything else? Now, so then, so that's what they need to bring. What do they do at this closing? What are they doing? Um, first thing we're doing is we're just we're greeting everybody, and then we're up, we're sitting at the doc, table going over documents. Um, we would typically start with, and um, we all like numbers, right? We all like money and everything. So the first thing we go over normally is is that settlement statement that kind of breaks down the numbers, whether it's a purchase or a refinance. We start with the the purchase price or loan amount, and we go over fees, um, deductions. Things we're paying off, and then bottom dot, bottom numbers. Uh, most people want to know that up front. That where's my money going? So, and then we start going over the title and lender documents, executing those, um, explaining those to the customers to make sure they understand what they're signing, and then we execute those documents. There's some documents that require a notarize, so we'll notarize those for the customers. Yeah, and and so, how long does a closing generally take? Typically, uh, a refinance would take no more than 30 minutes and a purchase no more than an hour. Okay. So we always recommend people to allow at least an hour for a closing just in case there are issues. Um, some lenders require for a purchase that we have to get funding approval. So they want to see the executed documents before they can actually give us the approval to cut those checks and re- release funds. Okay. Yeah, I, I know With it's one of the things I like about advisors is we fund we uh, on a purchase we try to fund the day before mm-hmm. and we're I, I don't remember a time we didn't fund in time no yeah I mean, just, it, you guys are great at that so yeah. we appreciate that and the other thing is is in indiana there's something called the good funds law so if some if a customer if a buyer has to bring money to closing how do they bring how do they have to get that to you indiana is a good fund state state law that um states that if the funds to close is under five hundred dollars that can be done by a personal check. If it's $500 and one penny up to 9,999 and 99 cents, you can bring a cashier's check. Once the good, once the proceeds to closing reaches $10,000, all funds must be remitted by the form of a wire. Okay. Can they mix and match it? Or is it, if you, if like bring 999? Nope. Once, nope. once it reaches okay. 10,000, it has to, all funds have to be okay. done by 10,000. Okay. All right. Perfect. I mean, buy a wire. All right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I've, all right, so what happens after the close, and, and does the borrower need to do anything after closing? Um, after the closing, we will record the, the documents, the deeds and mortgages, and then at, once those are recorded, we're in a position we can order op, to process the policies, the owner's policy and learner's policy. We will produce those and send those out to the respective parties. Um, we will also file the exemptions for the customer, the homestead and mortgage exemption. One thing we always recommend the customer does is when they make that first payment, they want to verify those exemptions are filed to make sure they are on the property to keep that discount on those taxes if applicable to that property. Right, and that's and that's really important. The taxes. Yeah, I was about to ask: Does all title companies, or just is that near North standard? I, I can't speak for all title companies, uh, well, but I do I, mean. know, I do know that we're one of the few that will actually record both of those for the customer and save the customer money. Oh darn you guys! <laughs> customer well, service, and, he, and I'll tell you that's a big deal. Because that's it. I mean, most title companies do not file that, and it. And if you miss it, I'm sure that's why a title company doesn't want to file it. Because if they miss it, then they're probably they're liable. Liable, yeah. Yeah. and and that and that's the difference between that could be almost double the taxes if you don't have that filed, right? Um, the homestead exemption is the big exemption. Yeah. Um, so you want to make sure definitely that one's filed. Right. The mortgage exemption is not as big. Um, so yes. Perfect. Well, we're out of time. 
And we do appreciate you joining us. Again, if you would like to contact us, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. If you want to contact Ray, how do they do that? Again, it's Ray Sumire with Nero Title Group. My phone number is 317-710-1312 or email at rays at nntg.com. Well, great. We appreciate it. And tune in to us next week where we'll talk about what are mortgage points um, and then what all does your payment include. So does it include escrow? Does it include any of that stuff? We will go through all that next week. Perfect. Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Ian Arnold's NMLS number is 1995469. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. Well, first off, thank you for joining us, Danielle. I appreciate it. And I just was curious, how did you come to find out about Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage? Well, I was looking for a mortgage for myself for a brand new home that I was building. And I wasn't sure the direction to go. I didn't have anybody in mind. So I kind of just spoke to whoever I could speak to. I got their number and everything seemed to be exactly what I was looking for, so I went with them. The thing I liked the most about Rick and his advisor's mortgage is that I could go and upload things online and I didn't have to always be on the phone with them or sending them documents or um, trying to look for certain things that I needed to get the process going, um, which was really great for me. I had a processor named Mark Boltman who really helped me out in making sure I had everything I needed because I, I didn't know the first thing about having a mortgage, so it was awesome to have so much help. I think probably what I benefited from the most is really just them understanding that sometimes I would get busy and maybe I forgot to upload a document or I forgot to do a certain part of the process in a timely manner and they would get right back with me and it wasn't like a hey, we really need this right now. It was always, hey, just wanted to make sure you still remember that we need this. Boy, you don't get that too much in this day and age. It seems like most people are either, you know, very demanding of something they need from you and they need it right now. And and I agree, I've seen that in, in Rick's attitude with us over, over the last 10 years that he's very patient, but also helpful to get the right <laughs> things he needs, so. Exactly. In conclusion, is Rick Ritma and Advisors Mortgage somebody that you would use in the future and or tell your friends and family about? Absolutely. And I just want to thank them for all the effort they put in to help me find my dream home. Branch NMLS number 33041. Rick Ritma's NMLS number 664589. Equal housing opportunity. Some restrictions apply. I'm Rick Ritma. You can go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com.